Dear friends, you should have, most of you should have this prayer in your hands, this prayer for peace which Our Lady gave us in Amsterdam. It's a very beautiful prayer. She said herself, this prayer has been given for the conversion of the world. Pray this prayer in all that you do. So let us pray this prayer at the beginning. It's a prayer for the Holy Spirit. If you don't have it, then we will give it to you after then, after Holy Mass. It's a prayer where we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts so that the world may be prevented from degeneration, disaster, and war. Because the Holy Spirit is love. And that's why Our Lady said, I promise you, she said, through this prayer, through this simple prayer, the world will change. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, send now your Spirit over the earth. Let the Holy Spirit live in the hearts of all nations, that they may be preserved from degeneration, disaster, and war. May the Lady of all nations, the Blessed Virgin Mary, be our advocate. Amen. And dear friends, this Holy Spirit, which we have just prayed for now, this prayer, this Holy Spirit, excuse me, this Holy Spirit was the same Holy Spirit which we have just heard, which brought Jesus into the desert. And as you know, the Holy Spirit is love. It's the kiss you could say, between the Father and the Son. This love between the Father and the Son, this reciprocal love, is the Holy Spirit. And it's this Holy Spirit that brought Jesus into the desert. You could also say it's love which brought Jesus into the desert. Because he went there for 40 days to pray for whom? Not for himself. He prayed for us. And there the devil came and the devil tempted him. We have just heard it now. But Jesus, as you see in this picture up here, Jesus, he didn't even look the tempter in the face. He didn't look him in the eyes. Why? And this is such a beautiful example because he was always looking to his father. He was always looking his father in the eyes. And if you look at this, if you remember the reading from today, the gospel, which Deacon Ryan just read, that the devil came and said to him, do this and do this and do this. You can decide for yourself. You don't need God. Change these stones into bread. Throw yourself off the mountain and your angels will save you if you are God. And get down on your knees and worship me, the devil said to Jesus. I will give you everything. And right until this day, the very same temptations come to each one of us. Temptation isn't just about alcohol or drugs. Temptation, anger can be a temptation. Fear, fear can be a temptation. But it's how we respond. Look at Jesus today. The devil said, do this, do this, do this. The devil, you see, is very clever, dear friends. The devil tries to convince us that happiness comes to us when we don't make the sacrifice. But how did Jesus respond? With God, with God, and with God. Jesus was 
so full of the Holy Spirit, he answered with God. And this is the same for us. We look at Adam and Eve. We heard in the first reading today, Adam and Eve, the the serpent came very clever, very nice, and said the very first temptation that ever existed was just, did God really say that you don't need to eat from that tree? Did he really say this? And that's how the devil tries to work. He tries to take our eyes away from God and to look at creation, to take our eyes off the creator and to look at creation, that there is where you find your happiness. That's what he wants to tell us. But as you all know, and we only have to look to the world of today, that there are so many, I speak for my country in Ireland, when I come home from my mission to Ireland, when I fly into Dublin, I see so many sad faces because people have taken their eyes off God. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Jesus was a child of the Father from Bethlehem to Calvary. He always remained a child of the Father. He was always in the Father. He said himself, did you not know that the Father is in me and I am in the Father? And there we are all called to be, dear friends. Because when the temptations come, and they come, everybody knows what temptation is. Then when we are in God, then we answer for God. We don't take our eyes off God. If Adam and Eve had just said, yes, God said we should not eat from this tree, then we would not have had sin, we would not have death, we would not have suffering. But Jesus himself came to reveal to us this love for the Heavenly Father. And this is what we all need to have. When we have this love for the Father, we have everything. We need to be children of God. But to be a child, dear friends, doesn't mean that we are perfect. You only have to look at your children. They are beautiful children, but I'm sure they have their, you have their limits. And it's the same with each one of us. But God loves us infinitely. You know, every Saturday in my mission in Slovakia, I have the joy of celebrating Mass for handicapped women. And I ask them often, I said, does God love us this much, this much, or this much? And then they all together put up their hands and they say, this much. And it is that way. God loves us, God loves us infinitely. And Jesus came to reveal to us this love of the Father. And Jesus said himself, did he not love one another as I have loved you? That means that each one of you here has the capacity to love like Jesus. And if you were to describe this love, this love is an infinite love of Jesus, is it not? This love is a forgiving love. It's a merciful love. This love is a selfless love. This love never, because true love never thinks of itself. When we look at couples in a marriage, as soon as the husband starts to think only about his will, his desire, I want to do this, I want to do then come the problems in marriage. When a priest starts to think. When I start thinking, I want to do it my way, my way, my way. Not God's way, my way. And that's what the devil wants. Then, slowly, slowly, I will lose my vocation. 
But when we look as a married couple, as a child, as a teenager, when we look only to God, then we are only doing what God wants. That's how Jesus lived his life. Think of Jesus in Gethsemane, dear friends. As Father Corbinian said during Mass, Jesus was true God and true man. And we see this perfectly in Gethsemane. He said to the Father, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. But what's the secret? Not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus said to St. Faustina Kowalska, she's a great saint from Poland, he said to her, in one little moment, I can bring you to the highest point of sanctity when you say, my, thy, thy will be done, Lord. Because that's true love. That's the love which brought Jesus to the desert. Jesus went to the desert for us, out of love for us. Jesus didn't need to fast for 40 days. He did it out of love for us. He allowed the temptations to come out of love for us so that when we are tempted, that we can seek refuge in Jesus. And that's the secret And this love we receive in the sacraments, dear friends, and in Our Lady. Through the sacraments in Our Lady, this infinite love comes in us. When we go to confession, we step into the heart of Jesus. And maybe somebody here is afraid to go to confession. Maybe you haven't been to confession in a long time. I would beg you, dear friends, and if you want, I go on my knees. And I'm not exaggerating. Go to confession as often as possible. Our Lady said in Medjugorje... There is no human being on the planet that does not need to go to confession once a month. Everybody should go once a month to confession. Because when you go to confession, you step into the heart of Jesus. You are freed from all of your sins. And that's why people are so sad now. Because it's the weight of their sins is bringing them down. And when you go to confession, you are completely free. You go into the heart of Jesus. You give Jesus everything which is bad in your heart because you don't need it. And Jesus is so happy. It's the greatest gift for him. He takes it off you and he washes you clean with his blood. And that's the love which Jesus has. And this love we get to receive every time we go to holy confession or we go to Holy Mass, we get to receive this love into our hearts to strengthen us. And then, in order that we feel this love too, Jesus gave us Our Lady on Calvary. In his most painful moment on the cross, Jesus, in his most painful moment, he said to John, Behold your mother. And this is how she came in Amsterdam in 1945. She came at the end of the Second World War. You know, our deacon Ryan told us in the sacristy before Mass that he used to train soldiers for Afghanistan. You know, this prayer the American soldiers carried after 9-11. They called it Mary's Prayer for Peace. They all carried it in their suits, in their, what did you call yeah, I forget the name. It's no problem. You, you would think English is not my second language, but it actually is. But, and the, 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 the American soldiers carry this prayer, this image in their, heart, in, in their suits, we call it. And 
Our Lady came to Amsterdam and you see, dear friends, you see the cross? How the cross is, li- is lit up. Do you see the light that comes from the cross? Because it's the cross of the resurrection. And Our Lady stands before the cross because she was united with Jesus on the cross. She was the most united with him of anybody. And that's why, you see, she stands before the cross. The cross and Our Lady are inseparable. You know this from the miraculous medal where you see M and the cross. You cannot separate the cross from Our Lady. Of course, Jesus is our Redeemer, but our, the person who was the most united with him on Calvary was, was Our Lady. And that's why Jesus said to John, Behold your mother, because he wanted to show us that in times of trial, in times of suffering, and in times of joy, we have a mother, and her name is Mary. And so she came to Amsterdam, with this, and showed us this beautiful image. And you can see she stands before the cross. And what she's wearing around her waist is the loincloth of Jesus on the cross. And you can see here from her hands, and I'll show you the next picture to show it better, you can see that from her hands... You see it there. From her hands, you know, Our Lady was not like Padre Pio. Padre Pio had the stigmata. Our Lady did not, but she had the mystical stig. She for sure had a mystical stigmata because she was so united with her son on the cross. But from her, because of her unity with Jesus on the cross, and because she united her suffering with Jesus, from her came these three rays, grace, redemption, and peace. And this is so perfect for each one of us to notice, the value of suffering. Dear friends, many times you often hear people say, suffering has no meaning, or you cannot explain suffering. But it's not true. Suffering has such a precious meaning. Because Jesus on Good Friday took all the suffering of each one of you. Every one of you knows what it's like to suffer. Everyone. Or is there someone who doesn't know what it's like to suffer? Jesus took all the suffering of all people of all time on himself and took it to Calvary so that when we suffer, we are most united with Jesus when we unite our suffering with him. And then from us comes grace, redemption, and peace too. And it comes on your children, on your grandchildren. That's why Padre Pio said, the greatest shame of all mankind is the suffering that you not offered up out of love for Jesus. Once a brother said to Padre Pio, who saw that he was suffering so much during Holy Mass, a brother said to him, Padre Pio, give me some of your suffering. He said, never would I do something like that. If he could, he would have taken even more suffering on himself because he understands. I see a dear friend here who carries a crutch or people are coming in in wheelchairs or people are coming in you don't, not even that, many of you, every one of you carries something in your heart, every one of you, but united with Jesus. Then you, from you comes grace, redemption, and peace for your family, for your friends, for your children. You know, I told this this morning that a few, two months ago, my father was diagnosed with cancer. 
He's 71 years of age. He was diagnosed with kidney cancer. And it was such a shock, it came like a train for my whole family, out of the blue. Jesus never called my father up and said, can I give you cancer? But it happens, and it comes like a train. Many of you know this situation, many of you. But how do you respond? Do you respond and go against Jesus, or do you fight with Jesus? And that's the secret. And I used to work, my father is a veterinarian, and I used to be a veterinarian myself. And my father was so proud that I was a vet as well as him. And then when I left to become a priest, he wasn't so happy about the situation. (laughs) But now he understands it perfectly. He understands perfectly the value of suffering. Now he prays the rosary totally different to before. He went to holy confession many times in the last two months. He's got the anointing of the sick. I had the grace of giving to him. Now he understands what can a vet do. Because he has to prepare now for a holy death. And that's what the value of suffering is. Jesus allows the suffering. Remember, dear friends, God never wanted suffering, ever, ever, ever. But he allows it in order that we come closer to him. It's like St. Paul said, No longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. And if Christ lives in me, then Christ loves in me. And if Christ loves in me, what's the highest point of love? The cross. And it's Christ who suffers in me. And this, why, dear friends, it's Christ who suffers in my Father. And if Jesus comes and takes him in the next months or the next year, then what is one or 71 years in comparison to all eternity, where you get to adore Jesus and God the Father in heaven, together with Our Lady. And that's why, dear friends, this prayer has such a power. This prayer is a prayer to bring back love into the world. Our Lady said, I promise you, through this prayer, I will save the world. Because when we have this love, this true love of God in our hearts, then we forgive each other much quicker than we do. We love each other much quicker than we do. And that's why we can pray together one more time this prayer. Before we do it, I want to tell you something which Our Lady said. And you know, Our Lady was once asked in Medjugorje by the visionaries, they said to her, they, they were just amazed at her beauty, and they said, how are you so beautiful? And she said, I am so beautiful because I love. And this is the love which each one of us has the right to have. Everybody in the world has a right to have this love. Deacon Ryan trains soldiers for peace. Now he's going to bring peace to the hearts of people, into their hearts. He will transform their souls because he's going to bring them true peace and true love which is the love of Jesus and Our Lady. Our Lady said, Pray this prayer in all that you do. It is given in order to call down the true spirit upon the world. You cannot estimate the great value this will have. You do not know what the future has in store. 
Under this title and through this prayer, she may deliver the world from a great world catastrophe. Through this prayer, the lady will save the world. I repeat this promise once more. You do not know how important this prayer is before God. The first and greatest commandment is love. One who possesses love will honor one's Lord and creator in his creation. One who possesses love will do nothing dishonorable towards one's neighbor. That is what the world lacks. Love of God, love of neighbor. And this is what the devil wants, that we forget God, the creator, and we look to ourselves and we do it ourselves. Then I say to the little ones, if you practice love among yourselves in all its refinement, even the great ones will not have a chance. And that's why, dear friends, it's the last point I make. Do you see the globe? And if you look at the miraculous medal, you're used to seeing Our Lady standing on the serpent. But in this beautiful image, it's an image of paradise because there is no serpent anymore. Because the devil has been conquered. He Our Lady has crushed the head of Satan. So we pray together once more this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, send now your Spirit over the earth. Let the Holy Spirit live in the hearts of all nations, that they may be preserved from degeneration, disaster and war. May the Lady of all nations... Be our advocate. Amen.